you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. Hi everybody, from LAist Studios, I'm John Raby. Over more than 10 years and almost 600 episodes, Off-Ramp told the untold stories of LA's people and places. And you know what? Great stories never die. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, welcome to Off-Ramp. Pepe Aguilar, welcome to Off-Ramp. This is Betty White, and you're listening to Off-Ramp. We're looking into a bomb shelter. People really remember the Atomic Cafe. We say tomato. They say tomato. Knocks him cold with one punch. You're listening to Off-Ramp with John Raby. Whoa, 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 he's a Raby. It's nine years of me screaming at him till his hair flies off. You know, I mean, it's a lot. I never stopped doing mariachi. I never stopped being on this Mexican side of myself. Never. I have friends who ask me, why do I still live in South L.A.? You know, it's home. Thanks for joining me as we dip into the Off-Ramp archive and explore Southern California together on Off-Ramp. Let's go back in time 22 years to 2000. I had just arrived in Southern California. I was walking through a record store in Pasadena, one that's no longer there. And there among the staff picks was a CD called Lo Grande de los Grandes by Pepe Aguilar. I put on the headphones at the listening bar, and I was just enchanted. Here was uh, a beautifully produced record, extremely, extremely romantic, and a voice that, uh, a voice that just carried me away. Well, fast forward 13 years, I'm doing the show Off-Ramp for KPCC, and Pepe Aguilar has a new album. So I got a chance to sit down and talk with this giant of music, Pepe Aguilar, in 2013. This is Off-Ramp. I'm John Raby. For about a fifth of our audience, my guest needs no introduction. The rest of you have been missing out. He's Pepe Aguilar. He sings Mexican ranchera music and has sold more than 12 million records. He was born in San Antonio, Texas, 45 years ago, but he was brought up on tour because his father was the late Antonio Aguilar, one of the greats of ranchera music. And his mother is Flor Silvestre, a singer and actor from Mexico's golden age of cinema. Last year he got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Pepe Aguilar's new album, his 24th, is a tribute to yet another of the greats, his father's rival, Vicente Fernandez. Pepe Aguilar, welcome to Off-Ramp. Thank you, John. Happy to be here. Why a tribute to Vicente Fernandez? Well, you know, I'm a mariachi singer. Being a mariachi singer for 30-some years, I grew up listening to many voices, many important people that have made mariachi music what it is, you know, commercial mariachi music, not restaurant mariachi music. 
which is cool, by the way. But you know, this is this is a different kind of approach. So, if you have grown uh, up in the last uh, three decades and you are an entero singer like me, I mean, Vicente Fernandez has to be one of your idols. Vicente has a very recognizable voice. You know, you can't miss it. Es un buen tipo, mi viejo, que anda solo y esperando. Tiene la tristeza larga de tanto venir andando. It's a different generation than mine, you know. It's um, you know the last of the Mohicans, that that guy, because it, now it's a different ball game completely. It's a different story. People listen to many genres, not only one or two. For me, it was important to um, close that era with uh, my tribute to the last of the Mohicans. The album is called and. Bear with my pronunciation, please. I'll work through this. Lastima que sean ajenas. 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 Yeah, but you said it perfectly. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I guess which means it's too, that means it's too bad they don't belong to me. Is that right? Uh, so, some kind, yeah, some sort of something like that. It's a shame that I can't have them. You know, that's that's what it is. Yeah, it, it's kind of a funny, you know, title. It's it's a playwright on uh, the Vicente Fernandez song, Lastima que seas ajenas. It's too bad she doesn't belong to me. You know, one of many, 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 many songs that Vicente has made a hit. Me gustas completita, tengo que confesarlo. No más al saludarte me da el mal del amor Me brotan los deseos, me tiembla todo el cuerpo Y lo que estoy pensando no se puede decir Me gustas para todo, con todos los excesos can you walk us through a little bit of uh, the song Elastima que seas ajenas? Well, it's talking about a dialogue that the singer is having with this lady and he's telling her that, you know, it's a shame that he can't have her because he would show her the sun and the sky and he would make her very happy. Do you think it's true or is it BS? Would he actually uh, give her all that stuff? I, I think that... You know, you say a lot of stuff that it ain't true when you're trying to get what you want. <laughs> but uh, it's also true that if you truly love somebody, you do some amazing things, so you never know. Vicente Fernandez uh, is 20 years older than your father. Was he like a challenger to your father? He was, the, he was the new generation. Was there a rivalry there? My father was older than Vicente, but they they were competing in, in the same generation before the for, for the same audience. Yeah, you know, I, I remember that they were always competing. That's what I remember. I didn't remember any bad blood or, or, or nothing that had made me think in a bad way of Vicente or my dad. But, you know, it, 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 was, it was competition. In a competition, you get to see things in a different, with a different perspective. So they were competitors, but they respected each other very, very much. 
I remember that respect and I remember that approach from my father towards Vicente. Were you allowed to have Vicente Fernandez records in the house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my dad used to look at me kind of funny when I was listening to those records, but he never said, hey, don't listen to that or nothing. He was just like, what the hell, you know? <laughs> Dicen el tapatío, porque yo me crié en Jalisco, entre praderas y ríos, en los altos y en los riscos. Y arriero y de tequilero, me he convertido en un charro, porque amanso hasta mi cerro, si debo a boca de jarro. As I said in the introduction, you are the son of two of Mexico's most famous performers. I guess you grew up on tour. What was that like? It was fun. It was different. Being on the road all the time gives you a different perspective. You get to see many things. You get to know many things. You get to understand many things that probably you wouldn't understand, see, or feel if you stayed just in one place. Musically speaking, it was a handicap for me in a good way because I got uh, exposed to a lot of different kinds of uh, musical approaches that helped me, you know, see the music the way I see it now, with no frontiers, with no nationality, with no boundaries, and, you know, that's the way I create my music. Did you always want to be a mus- You know, like, was there ever a point where you I want to be a doctor, I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a, a pizza chef, I don't want to have to do what... You know, my family expects me to do what the entire population of Mexico expects me to do. I have to live up to this huge, this huge legacy. Yeah, but you know what? It was always very clear for me that this was my path. Actually, what I remember is the time when I could see clearly that I was doing it for me and not for anybody else. When? Around 18, when I was around 18, I was writing songs and I was playing my drums and my keyboards and I was... Really, really happy. And I was saying, you know, I don't care what happens outside this room. This is where I belong. So it was something that I wanted to do forever. And, and it's, it's not about fame. It's about music. It, it, it's not about money. It's about being satisfied with what you're doing. Well, um, looking for money is like looking for love. <laughs> uh, um, but then you were playing rock, right? In, was that in the group uh, Equus? That's right, man. That's right. I started a band in 85. It was called Equus. And it was fun. It was fun. It definitely, I felt happy. I felt at home. And uh, I did it for a while. But it was not the time for Spanish rock. I don't think we were that good now, you know, seeing it right now. So we stopped doing that after four years. But um, I never stopped doing mariachi. I never stopped doing charreria and being on this Mexican side of myself, never. Even though when I was doing rock, I was with long hair and everything, I was competing on my horse and dressing up like a charro and everything. So that was still always a part of me, ever-present. When I decided to stop doing rock and going to rancheras, it was natural. Do you remember when your voice changed? Mm, yeah, yeah. It was not very traumatic, you know. It was we could actually... When I when I was younger, when I was a kid, I didn't like the way I sang. 
when my voice changed and it got a little deeper, then I started to appreciate it more and, and, and started to play around with it. Well, how long did it take before you liked it? How old were you? Around 16, 17. Okay. All right. It took me till I was 30. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have this beautiful, huge, soaring voice. You can do subtle, but you can also just let go. Do you remember the first time you let go and you're like, oh? Yeah. I don't remember the first time exactly, but I remember that I could imitate any sound and any other singer out there. I was very young, so my voice was very high and had a lot of range. And I remember there was this singer called Luis Miguel that used to do this very, very, very high note at the end of one of his biggest hits. So I remember that once I was riding my horse in Zacatecas, in my father's house, and I was listening to my Walkman. I was listening to that song, and I was singing to the song. And then I went, I, I, I sang along with, with the song, and the last note, I hit it exactly the same as the guy. And I say, what the hell happened here? I can do this. I didn't know I can do that. I started playing with ranges, you know, and going from very deep, low playgrounds to completely high and demanding Scenarios. Pasaste a mi lado con gran indiferencia. Tus ojos ni siquiera voltearon hacia mí. You talk about it like it's a thing you can see, a playground, a scenario. Yeah, yeah, you have to picture what you're doing. In my case, it's something that needs to be planned. Right, but you're seeing stuff. What are you seeing? For me, it's challenging to have control over my vocal cords and my and the air I'm breathing and the timing, just to be in control of that moment. So to have my eyes closed and, and, and see it, it's easier than just imagining it. What are you seeing, though? Can you say? You know, what I, what I see is like the whole structure of what I'm doing. It's like a drawing, you know? So you have to balance the different colors, the different thickness of the lines and, and everything. It, 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 it's something like that. It's not actually seeing shapes, but you're actually seeing something with what you're having in your head, the problem that you have at hand. You know, you see it like if it's an equation or something like that. Do you ever think your dad heard you sing and he's like, oh, I better up my game. <laughs> the kid's got it. I was at the Ultimed uh, Benefit concert that you did. You were asked to come out and do some songs. You could have shown up and done 15 minutes or 20 minutes and people, and with like a guitar player and a one trumpet player, and people would have been happy, I think. You brought the entire band. I think you played for an hour. And the, and the, the entire band for you was like 500 trumpets, three, 300 guitar players. It's huge, a huge performance. It was really great. You were kind of like Tom Jones. People were ready to throw clothes and, uh, and keys onto the stage. <laughs> well, I love the stage. I love the stage. It's, it's, it's a privilege. Are you kidding me? No, it's it, great. It's a privilege to be, a, to be doing that and to have people, you know, vibrating to or dancing to, to a good vibe, you know, being happy. For you to be guiding that moment and that energy, it's a privilege. We're gonna, if we're going to do a show, we're going to do it right, no matter if it's for 200,000 people or for 100 people, if it's for free or if they're paying us double. Qué bonita, qué bonita 
We're talking on Tuesday, October 8th at your headquarters in the Deep Valley. And uh, your new album has just arrived on iTunes, and I understand it's at number one. It's kind of cool. It's I, Yeah, it's very cool. I'm happy. I'm very happy because of many things. One of them is that uh, I've been independent for 13 years. Being independent in the Latino music world is not an easy task. I don't know how long it's going to be number one. I don't care. It's just, you know, it's important. We show the next generations that there are many ways to skin a cat. Thank you so much for your time. No, John, thank you so much. This is your house. You can be doing interviews from here anytime you want. My interview with Pepe Aguilar was originally broadcast in 2013, and since then, not only has his dad passed on, but his mom and Vicente Fernandez, but Pepe keeps the legacy going. Thank you so much for exploring Southern California with me on this reincarnation of Off-Ramp from LAS Studios. Thank you also to Fesslian Studios for our theme music. I'm John Raby, and I'll catch you next Friday on the Off-Ramp. This program is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.